Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, what's good? It's another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. It is time for another mailbag episode. We've got Steve Wilfong, the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, joining us. We've also got National Recruiting Analyst Greg Biggins and Brian Doan to answer your questions, which you submitted via Apple Podcast Review. Now, if you want to be on our next mailbag episode, please submit a five-star review with your recruiting questions directed at any of the analysts, directed at me, directed about a certain recruit or your favorite program or a broader recruiting question. That is the best way to get it answered here on this show. So without further ado, let's get to it. Kicking off this mailbag episode on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Steve Wiltfong. He is the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, how are you doing? Doing well, Blair. Just watching a little Maction. Got the Ball State Fighting Football Cardinals on with Miami, Ohio, and uh, enjoying my evening. Excited to get into this mailbag with you. Yeah, nothing wrong with a little midweek college football. I like it. I like where your head's at. So this first question for this mailbag episode, it's an open-ended one, and it's a really good one. It comes from... Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That that's the username. I don't I don't know if it's true or not. I, I've Rock never seen. Is. I've never seen Die Hard. Do you, do you think it is a, a Christmas movie? First of all, you should watch Die Hard tonight. You'll thank me and Die Hard is a Christmas movie later, and then you might just marathon it and watch them all in a row. It's, <laughs> it's the ultimate man's man movie, and yes, it is a Christmas movie. And uh, I look forward to hearing your review on it later. Uh, okay, okay, that'll be my homework. I'll, I'll need to get into Die Hard, and then we can discuss it next time you're on the show. The The question, the, the title of it is Surprises, and it says, Hey, Blair, love the show. I was wondering if you could name some recruits in the 2021 class who you could see committing somewhere other than their supposed clear favorite like James Williams did, and it signed Butch. So Butch, Thank you so much for the five-star Apple podcast review and your recruiting question. Butch, we had had heard some chatter that Miami was in the thick of that one. We just didn't get our crystal ball forecast in in time, and that was obviously a massive win for Miami, and, and they have some momentum there with that class and, and certainly playing well. Um, so you look at some of the blue chippers uh, moving forward. You know, I think you start – Right near the top of the list, you have to bypass Corey Foreman, who has multiple forecasts. And, and you look at a guy like the number two player in the 24-7 sports composite, our number one player in the top 247, JT Tui who's all Ohio State on the crystal ball. And I like the Buckeyes, don't get me wrong, uh, but this is a young man that uh, Brandon Huffman, our lead insider, has reported from the beginning is going to take this recruitment all the way to February. And, and you hear – you know, Oregon pushing real hard, Alabama being in the middle of it. So maybe one of those two programs can make a move on the Buckeyes. Uh, um, so that would be where I would begin the answer. 
Yeah, JT too, and he's and he's going to be taking his time as well. That's I think the key ingredient with JT Tuimoloau is that he intends to take his time with the process. He wants to be able to potentially take some visits next year if the recruiting uh, window opens up again in 2021. And he's he's been deliberate with the whole process. And don't forget, basketball is is kind of a factor with him as well. Absolutely. There's another defensive lineman, Blair, I want to move on to from uh, Katy, Texas. And that's to Mizi Adelaide, a former Ohio State commitment. The crystal ball favors Alabama. And, and there are a couple other schools that have some action on there still. They're not even in the top three, so I'm not going to mention them. Uh, but I think that Florida and Texas A&M are both very much alive for Tunmizi as well. So even though the crystal ball favoring the Crimson Tide right now, he's another uh, that I, I could see if he were to just up and commit right now could be a potential crystal ball buster. Yeah, and how about Emeka Ibuka, the number one rated receiver, a five-star prospect from the state of Washington, also Ohio State leading in the crystal ball, but we know that he has uh, really high interest in, in a school like Oklahoma, which has been making a strong push, and and, f- and a few others out west that, that are making Emeka Ibuka feel like a, a top, top target. Absolutely. Ohio State and Oklahoma, I think they have a similar personality on the trail. Their head coaches both work really hard at it. Obviously, they have dynamic offenses. These are offenses that annually rank rank in the top five in college football and in in total offense and and scoring and and the production at receiver uh, for both programs speaks to a guy like Emeka Ibuka. And then let's talk one more, uh, Blair. Let's talk Donovan Edwards. He's the number three running back in the 24-7 sports composite, number 36 prospect overall from the state of Michigan. The crystal ball is all Michigan right now. And and we feel, you know, we have felt really good about Michigan for a long time, but the Wolverines go out and lose a rivalry game to the Spartans. George is still pushing hard for Donovan Edwards. He's talked about wanting to take some visits, you know, depending on what happens with, with Michigan moving forward, maybe that opens the door for another program to make a move. Hopefully with all of these uh, prospects that we're talking about, our experts at 24 seven sports sniff out any potential changes before they announce. And we don't have another James Williams situation where the crystal ball busts. We're trying to get it right for y'all. Yeah, and keep an eye on the crystal ball for Jackson Dart. He's probably the fastest rising quarterback in the country. He's a guy that trusted himself, and he bet on himself heading into his senior season. And all he's done is is throw up crazy numbers. He's the leading passer in the nation this, this season. The crystal ball right now, all three votes on BYU, but that was because the Cougars had been the only big offer he had landed heading into the season and obviously you point at what BYU has done with Zach Wilson at quarterback a former Corner Canyon product Jackson Dart is now the quarterback at Corner Canyon so there are some ties there but everything I'm hearing is that Jackson Dart wants to play power five football he's landed offers from the likes of ASU USC UCLA Iowa State TCU and and a few others have started to kind of figure things out there and, and kind of make a make some inroads with Jackson Dart so keep an eye on him the crystal ball does not currently reflect I wish I could go foggy Steve uh, but that's no longer the case I I wish I could go foggy but right now as it stands I I think Jackson Dart is headed power five Jackson Dart I talked to him specifically about Iowa State and I know that's a program 
that he's really excited about and has built a good report with them. And then you and I talked about his offer from USC and, and, and what USC's depth chart at quarterback could look like uh, in the not too distant future. You have Keaton Slovis and, and, and really next year, it'll be him. And then two incoming freshmen in, in, in Miller Moss and Jake Garcia. Uh, so adding another talented true freshman into the mix to provide some depth and some great competition uh, uh, behind Slovis would be crucial for a USC team that is as thin as, as any program in the country uh, when you look ahead next year uh, uh, at the QB position. Yeah, he's he's probably got the most eyes on him right now at the quarterback position. Recently took a visit out to Los Angeles during his bye week uh, since Corner Canyon had had such a good season. They earned a first-round bye in their playoffs. He traveled out to California to train with his quarterback coach, Taylor Kelly, the former ASU quarterback, and, and was able to drive around Los Angeles and, and kind of check out USC on his own. So keep an eye on the Trojans for, for Jackson Dart. Steve Wolfong, thank you so much for joining us. Yep, thanks, Blair. See you all on the uh, Blue Board and various platforms on the 24-7 Sports Network. All right, that is Steve Wolfong. You can follow him on Twitter at SWolfong247. We will be back with more here on the Mailbag episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. It's a mailbag episode, and we're bringing in national recruiting analyst Greg Biggins up next to dish on some recruiting questions. But first, GB, you're, you're, a, you're an NBA Finals world champion now. I, I think I saw you doing donuts over at Figueroa. Well, are you, are you trying to, you're trying to get me to say something about your Dodgers, right? Is that you're kind of fishing, <laughs> like you're fishing for me to say something back to you. And I will, I'll take the bait. Congratulations to your Doyers. Thank they were you. definitely uh, led by the great Justin Turner. They were the best team. So the uh, Dodgers also have a general manager, which is pretty, <laughs> you know what? I was just about like, no joking. I have no idea when this episode is going to, is going to air. I was about ready to tweet something to the effect of, can we, just name someone already, hurry up, it's not that hard, and it was going to be referring to the Angels Jam, and people would have probably thought it was I was referring to the election, which um, I'm kind of already over with, but uh, I decided not to because people look for reasons to get offended in 2020. But we don't, yeah, we don't have a GM, Blair. Rub it in. 
Yeah, well, you, you do have an NBA championship to celebrate. And, and obviously, you know, during the pandemic, there's been no parade down Figueroa, which has become customary for the Lakers and other LA teams to, to do once they, they capture the titles. But in due time, GB, you'll be able to, to celebrate. It, Blair, come on, man. Doyers and Lakers combined. Like, just why not? And peaceful I'll- parade. Call it a peaceful get-together peaceful protest, whatever you want to, whatever vernacular you want to call it, but let's get together, throw on the mask if you like, and let's celebrate these two historic championships. You know, we can call it a fiesta too. And that brings me to my next point. This is the, <laughs> qu- this is the question from Bumsberg and he did so via Apple podcast review. So Bumsberg, thank you so much. And sorry for the Bums. delay on, on getting this question in. Um, but his question was about USC recruiting updates. And speaking of Figueroa, uh, he, he says, do you guys think the self-recruit visit that USC hosted made any impacts with some of the recruits that were there? And he wants to know about Corey Foreman, Sierra Wright, and, and a few of the other marquee names. Dang, man, that, that must have been a question he submitted like a long time ago. And that's such a question. I, when that question was asked, we might have had a GM still referring to the <laughs> So he's referring to the little uh, get-together, right? Miller Moss kind of organized that. Um, so my thinking on Corey Foreman and, and C.R. Wright is this. I, I think, I think the uh, – I almost called them the Lakers. I think USC is, is in a good spot with C.R. Wright. He's going to announce – um, not at the All-American Bowl because there is uh, not a game, but, you know, they're still doing the two-hour special on January. I want to say January 2nd. Is that correct, Blair? Yes. January 2nd. Uh, he's going to announce on the January 2nd um, kind of a – well, I'm just going to call it a commitment presentation special or whatever. I still feel good. I think uh, for USC, I think they're in a good spot for him. Um, he would like to visit Michigan, and he is going to visit Michigan, actually, on November 14th, a little unofficial. And I would say Texas is still in there. Oregon is still in there. He really loves Utah a lot. Notre Dame is still in there. Texas is kind of hanging around. Uh, Corey Foreman, I, I, I still kind of have a little bit of an SEC vibe for Corey. Um, you know, I think LSU, Georgia, uh, more specifically LSU, there's, there's some talk he might visit LSU for a game against Alabama, which I heard might be um, – I think that might be November 14th as well, but uh, not 100% sure, but I heard Corey might, might be at that game. And I, I, I think USC's got a chance, though, for Corey. I think they got some things going for them. Uh, number one, it, it, location. Number two, he's got some family that's always kind of – you know, would, would love for him to stay close to home. Number three, you know, he's friends with a lot of the players. Uh, you know, number four, he grew up a USC fan. Number five, uh, you know, he's looking for development. He really likes the, the new UCL, USC – D-line coach, Vic Soto. And so I think he's going to watch them this year. He wants to watch them, take some notes, kind of see how they're, you know, how he would be used in that defense. See, you know, whoever's playing his position and and what kind of, you know, season they have. So I think if USC does well, their defense is lights out. I think USC's got a shot for Corey Foreman. But I would still say watch out for LSU, watch out for Georgia. Uh, even maybe, maybe even watch out a little bit for Oregon for Corey Foreman. And Corey Foreman has to set an alarm this weekend as USC kicks off its season at 9 a.m. local time at the Coliseum. So you bring up the coffee, GB, for for that one. Uh, You've got ASU going in with Jaden Daniels. 
taking on USC and Keaton Slovis, a little, uh, a, a nice little dynamic there with Jaden Daniels yeah. being a Southern California quarterback who's playing for the Sun Devil, Devils out in Arizona. And then you've got an Arizona product in Keaton Slovis leading the Trojans. It's going to be a, a fun battle okay. to pick off Pac-12 play. Um, I don't think either school would trade their guy for the other. So yeah, that is kind of a cool dynamic there. I didn't, never even thought about that way. It reminds me of the uh, Max Brown. Um, what was the the quarterback's name from uh, Narbonne that went up to Washington? Um, oh yeah, Troy. Troy Williams. Troy, yeah. Troy, Hill, Troy, Troy Williams from Los Angeles going up yeah. to play in Seattle. And then Max yeah. Brown, the Seattle-based quarterback playing at USC. It's the uh, same class as well. So those are some God. interesting dynamics in play as, as Pac-12 players. Love both those two kids. Man. Yeah. Hope, yeah. hope for a little more success out of them. But uh, we don't always get what we want, obviously. No, no. But if you want to to get all the recruiting info from Greg Biggins, you could follow him at Greg Biggins. He is a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. Now, GB, on in the first segment, we caught up with Steve Wiltfong and, and we discussed uh, one of the big questions that we got via Apple Podcast Review, and it came by uh, by user named Butch. Uh, and he also <laughs> said, die, he said Boy. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Do you agree with that, first of all? I do. I absolutely do. I, I still need to watch it. I still need to watch it. Oh, dang. So there's like three of them. But, uh, dude, you definitely should watch it. It's, it's around Christmas time. Therefore, it qualifies for me. It's okay. A, it's a great movie, dude. You got to okay. watch it. We'll lock that one in. But he wanted to know if there were any recruits in this 2021 class. We're going to also extend it over to the 2022 class. Players that uh, he, you could see committing somewhere other than their supposed leader, which right now would be our own crystal ball over at 24-7 Sports. Let's start with Damani Jackson. He's the number one rated cornerback in the country at a modern day in Santa Ana, California. And a lot of the crystal balls went over to Ohio State recently. First off, I love this question because there's kind of been a lot of controversy about the crystal ball. A couple of recruits were on Twitter saying, I hate the crystal ball. Like they're giving it away. It must mean we're doing a pretty good job, right? Blair of guessing because that's what I, it is. We're just guessing. But, I, had uh, a, I had a recruit specifically told me that he did not disclose that he had an offer, that he therefore committed to that school because the crystal ball had already predicted him to go somewhere else so i think recruits recruits are on to us and uh and and so i took the loss on that one but i i shared a really good laugh with him and i was like hey man it's a fair game if you're gonna hide your offer and and tell me that you you know you don't have it and then you commit to that school and we didn't even know it was one of your options and then more power to you hey hey shoot on halloween like sage ryan who's a five-star safety uh he had everybody including so crystal ball was all alabama Alabama, he, he committed to LSU, but he had all of our LSU guys and all our Alabama guys. And we're, we're, you're talking, talking Shade Dixon, Tim Watts. I mean, we're some very dialed in guys had their crystal balls wrong. Sage Ryan, man, he must have been playing around a little bit and, and, uh, and fooled everybody. So, no, it's a great question. Um, just to summarize it. So a crystal ball currently um, where the player might fool all of us. And we talked a little bit off air, Blair. Uh, you know, Ethan Calvert is a guy who is, I think, unanimously is going to USC on the crystal ball. And, and I've said this, I've written a ton of stories, and every time I've written one, I've said this. We all know he's favoring USC. They lead heavily in the crystal ball. But why hasn't he already committed there? And many times, been been doing this for a long time, Blair, when I've seen a player who's been leaned to a school for a long time but doesn't pull the trigger, 
I've seen it happen. Oftentimes he ends up going somewhere else or something holding this player back, not, not referring to Ethan, but something holding said player back from committing and he ends up going somewhere else. So I keep waiting and, and wondering why hasn't Ethan committed yet. And I would say in the last week, believe it or not, Blair, um, I, I've talked to a couple of different sources and, and they said that they actually think UCLA um, could be the team to beat for Ethan Calvert, kind of low key. I'm not switching my, my crystal ball and I doubt you will. And I don't think Brandon Huffman will, but there is some, some, some undercurrent. There is some, I don't even want to call it buzz because it's not buzz. It's less than buzz, but there is some discussion that Ethan Calvert might, might not be the USC lock. We all think he is that the crystal ball thinks he is. And it could actually be, the crosstown rival where his older brother Bo Calvert is playing at right now it could actually be more of a UCLA lean than a USC lean. So we'll see. I have no idea when Ethan's going to commit. He never commits to uh, saying when he's going to decide. But that's that's kind of some some undercurrent, Blair. I think I used that word undercurrent like three times there, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, there there is some scuttlebutt or some chatter or some some whispers going around. Whispers. Uh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, and w- what about with Damani Jackson? Because that was, uh, you know, the, you mentioned that. Well, the Ohio State thing, right? All the crystal balls went to that. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. think you brought up the point that Damani started, started to wonder, hey, what, what's going on right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Damani and his pops, Randy, they do, they're, they're dialing in, man. You, you write something about them, they know about it. So they definitely saw and heard all the, all the buzz. And so I talked to him today, um, which, again, today is Wednesday, the 4th. Not, getting, not sure when this is going to air. And he said, Hey, so what was up with all that? And I was like, dude, that's what the, that's what we're hearing, man. And so here's what I'm thinking. I, I do think Ohio state is in a good spot right now. And for a lot of reasons, number one, remember this is a kid who's, who's been around, uh, you know, his pops is, is former Marine Corps. Or you can say there's no such thing as a former Marine. You're a Marine for life. My pops definitely was. Oorah. And so he's actually from, the Midwest lived in Ohio for some time. His whole entire family, other than his dad, is actually kind of big Buckeye fan. Dad actually likes Michigan, where he's going to be on the 14th. So even though Damani's a West Coast kid, a SoCal kid right now, and he loves it out here, uh, he doesn't have roots here. He actually lived in Pearl City, Hawaii, for four years growing up. So he's been around, but Ohio State's done a great job of recruiting him. Uh, Ryan Day, heavily involved. Uh, head coach involved, that's always a good thing. Uh, Kerry Combs, definitely involved. And, and he said, you know what, Ohio State, they get two guys out every year. doesn't matter. They get two guys drafted every single year. And a lot of times these guys don't just get drafted. They go and start. So he's involved with a uh, – he's got an Ohio State group chat where it's a bunch of guys. I go, do you have one of those? You probably have like 18 different group chats, right? You have a USC group chat, a Michigan group chat, a, a Texas group chat. He goes, no, man, just Ohio State. So – He's got lots of friends from all over, but he's got a specific group chat of a bunch of people who like Ohio State a lot. So, yeah, right now I think I haven't put one in yet because I, I don't think I'm conservative when it comes to the, you know, a crystal ball. And he said he's not even close to making a decision right now. If he was going to commit tomorrow, I, I would see be him to Ohio State, the Ohio State University. But right now he's saying probably next summer. He wants to take his trips, have some fun. He wants to visit Clemson. He wants to visit Georgia. He still loves USC. They love him. Uh, look at he has ten schools on his list. He's going to, like I said, he's going to Michigan in two weeks. He loves them. They love him. But Ohio State, I do think they're in a good spot right now with with him. Damani Jackson recently added to the 2022 Polynesian Bowl All Star roster, and GB bringing the goods. He is. He is the national recruiting analyst 
uh, and then obviously a, a great source for every reader over at 24-7 Sports. GB, thank you so much yes. for joining us. And, and, and like I said, uh, I can't wait to get together, man. We're, I think we're doing, no, what, the man. Elite 11 soon? I hope so. Yes, that's next week. So I will see you next weekend. That'll All be right. good. All right, GB, take care. Joining us now on this mailbag edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Brian Doan. He's a national recruiting analyst based in the Northeast, and he does it all for 24-7 Sports, including giving us his, his soccer takes. Now, Brian, you've got 30 seconds. This is not a <laughs> soccer podcast. Give us your hottest takes. Hottest Okay. Galaxy, thank goodness season's almost over. Can we please get a really good manager? And Robbie Keane is a name. I'm not ready for him to be a coach at a Galaxy. And thank goodness the men's national team plays next week. Get to see a lot of the best young players from Europe. Watch it because it should be entertaining and there should be creativity on the offensive end, which is something you don't usually see with U.S. soccer. Ooh, that was nice and concise. Now, I will say, if you're a subscriber over at 24-7 Sports, you also get access to CBS All Access, and you can watch all the the Champions League matches live uh, on CBS Sports. Which, which I watched my Liverpool just thrash. I mean, thrash a team from Italy the other day, and it was just marvelous to watch. Yeah, they were, what, 5 nothing against Atalanta? Five. Yes, 5-0, five, five and they're doing it with – I mean, they, they got like teenagers playing in this game because they got so many injuries. Yeah, and so if you want to keep up with all of what Brian Doan is saying uh, on soccer, uh, you do have a chance if you're a subscriber over at 24-7 Sports to also have CBS All Access. Now, Brian, let, let's kick things off with Dante Thornton. He's a receiver, uh, and there was a question in our mailbag over at, at Apple Podcasts with a five-star review. It came via the King of Swing 69 and he wants to know why there was no mention of Dante Thornton committing to the Ducks. He still gave us those five stars. And uh, King of Swing, sorry, we, we, it was one of those things where it, it, it happened in between recordings. And by the time we recorded the next one, it was you know no longer as relevant. But now we're going to get to it. And who better to talk about Dante Thornton to Oregon than Brian Dome? Brian, what do you like about this pickup? This had been expected for some time. I know Dante had uh, at times kind of, you know, pushed it back and pushed it back. But everything I had heard from a lot of the Oregon commits already in the class that they were expecting him to be a part of that group. Yeah. And, and I'll start off first with the King of Swing and just answer his question. I think it's because Blair has an East Coast bias and didn't want me on <laughs> for it. <laughs> but, you know, in all seriousness, um, yeah, the timing of it was difficult to, to get stuff with a pod. But hey, listen, he is a, you know, he's a kid I've seen multiple times. Um, he's been a silent to Oregon for a long time. He's been telling the commits, hey, I'm coming there. He wanted to announce at the All-American Bowl when that got postponed. Now he announced right before that got postponed, but he kind of got wind that that was going to happen. And so he was, he was on board for a long time. It was his dream school. And he's one of those kids that, you know, a lot of kids get offers from their dream school and go somewhere else. He wanted to go there. He visited out there and loved it. Um, they're, they're getting a really dynamic player. His competition level, to be honest, is probably like me guarding him right now. Um, you know, not me 30 years ago, me now. Uh, and so he's just that much better. He averages more than 20 yards a catch. He scores touchdowns, I think, on it once out of every three catches or something like that. 6'5", about 190, 195, runs really well. You know, he's a, he's a sub 4'6 kid, um, really good ball skills. 
he doesn't dance around a lot after the catch. He tucks the ball. He, he goes. Um, he can pierce a defense. He's a red zone threat because of his length and size. His speed allows him to stretch the field. He's a good route runner. He locates the ball well. Um, and, yeah, if it sounds like he's a really good player, I mean, that, that's why we have him in the top 100. Uh, he, he's a dynamic kid. Um, he's got a, a frame similar to Juwan Johnson, who played at Oregon after he transferred from Penn State. But Dante has much better ball skills and much more natural and a much looser athlete. Yeah, and, and there's a reason why Oregon was going cross-country to get Dante Thornton and to add him to a class that right now sits number three among national programs and, and number one in the Pac-12 in the composite team recruiting rankings. I mean, when you bring in Dante Thornton and you add him to a, a Troy Franklin, who's one of the best receivers out West, uh, quarterback Ty Thompson, who had a, a really good performance at the Elite 11, is having a terrific senior season down in the state of Arizona. Um, and then you bring in kind of the offensive core that that class is shaped around uh there's a lot to like there with the ducks and, and, and i was going to say on top of that blair and and this is again for the king of swing is you know i know he read the story i wrote when when dante committed and you know i asked him i said you know you have all this talent there it's a, it's a wonderful class um we know how good oregon is already i said what do you see what are your expectations and, and he just gave me two words national championship that's what that's what his expectation is, and that's what Oregon's expectation is in the next few years. Yeah, and that's that's the big pitch right now, and and they obviously built a really good 2020 class, and and what they're doing here in this 2021 class, pushing the likes of Alabama, pushing Ohio State in, in those recruiting rankings is certainly something to to monitor heading into the season because Pac-12 season kicks off this this weekend. Uh, Brian, before we let you go, the other question uh, comes via the the North Carolina message board uh, from Anon DJS, uh, and he wanted to know about Gunnar Givens, the five-star offensive lineman from the 2022 class, and he says, do you think there's a clear leader right now, or is it just a dogfight at the moment? Now, Gunnar Givens uh, did release his top six uh, earlier earlier this week, and, and you, you broke it all down over at 24-7 Sports. He's got Alabama, Clemson, North Carolina, Ohio State, Penn State, and Virginia Tech. And I think when you look at that top six, um, you know, I was joking with him about what schools were going to be in it, and you kind of knew that it was going to be close to home for the most part. He is a kid that's very close with his family. You know, having mom see him play in college a lot is very important to him. So it's always a dogfight when you're talking about a five-star kid who's rated that high, you know, in in the 22 class. But it also tells you he's pretty far along in what he wants to do. Um, He's done a lot of research on these schools when they offer him. They're not playing in Virginia um, until the spring. So this gives him a lot of time to kind of just look through things and take virtual tours and search things online. But if you, to me, this is just me and speaking to a lot of people close to him and to Gunner about what he's looking for in a school. And keep in mind, he's really close with Zach Rice, who's another five-star offensive tackle from Lynchburg, Virginia. They're about an hour away from each other. Um, you know, they've gone on vacations. The families have gone on vacations together. So, so they're close and they're talking about playing together. But, you know, Virginia Tech is right down the road from them. North Carolina is three hours away. Clemson's a little bit further. Penn State's a little bit further. 
Ohio State, he has family in Columbus, Ohio. So there's that family aspect there. And then there's Alabama. And to me, he's a kid that wants to go close to home and, and the pull is going to be to keep him close. And, and so Virginia Tech, in my mind, just has to keep doing what they're doing and it's going to make it hard for him to pick another school other than Virginia Tech. Now, these other schools can all do it, especially with what North Carolina has done in recruiting. The offensive line coach at Penn State, Phil Troutwine, who has a great reputation. Um, you never say, you know, with Bama, how can you ever say they're not going to get a kid? Um, especially if they put the full court press on and say, hey, here's what we do with developing kids for the NFL. By the way, you're going to be in the playoff pretty much every year. And Ohio State, I mean, shoot, you just watch what their offensive line did to Penn State over the weekend, and you realize how good they are, how physical they are. They develop kids, and he has family nearby. And so, you know, in Clemson, again, he the culture at Clemson is something that kids love. But to me, the closer you are, like I'm, I'm focused right now on Penn State, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Alabama, just because of Alabama's reputation. Yeah, no, and it's shaping up to be a, a dogfight for Gunnar Givens. He's a top 20 prospect nationally in the 2022 class, according to the composite and the nation's number one rated offensive tackle, 6'6", 275, out of Daleville, Virginia. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'll say the next time there's a mailbag, somebody better step up and ask a soccer question for me out there. All right, that was Brian Doe, and you can follow him on Twitter at BrianDoan247. Thank you so much for all the questions. Remember, if you want to be part of our next mailbag episode and you want to submit your soccer question for Brian Doan, and you can do so by submitting your question via Apple Podcasts with a five-star review. Enjoy week 10 of the college football season. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.